Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus audio-only podcast version of the Whiskey Geeks. My name's Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to bring you, normally, the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics. Yeah. And I said normally, but why? (laughs) Well, we're going to do something a little different. We watched Mortal Kombat, sorry. Mortal Kombat! Um, Yeah, we did. Mortal Kombat 2021. And we have thoughts, and we thought that we should bring someone else in to also talk. So joining us, our very first guest on oh, the no. Whiskey Geeks. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's going to be great. The very first guest on the Talking, or on the Talking, geez, on the Whiskey Geeks is the host of the Talking Comics podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the assistant managing editor of JoeBlow.com, Mr. Steve Say. Steve! <laughs> Thanks for joining us. The crowd goes wild. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, hey, your yeah, podcast look, rules. This is on you. So, <laughs> nah. If hey, for people listening, if you haven't listened to the Talking Comics podcast, go do that. After you have done this one, go subscribe to that one. Um, which is how I actually met Steve. Quick story, quick origin story about how I met Steve. I listened to the Talking Comics podcast and was listening for like three four months and then randomly in an episode steve dropped that he went to heroes comics in london and lived in london and i was like wait a minute what this guy lives in my hometown so i creepily sent him at an instagram dm and said do you want to do you want to grab a beer sometime because i live in slid london. into my dms yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you said yeah man that sounds great and then like the next summer i went to your wedding okay <laughs> There's a little bit more to that story. But hit me. Did, did you yada yada that a little bit? <laughs> so he sent me a message. And I'm always like, I'm always a little nervous to meet people because you sure. never know who's going to be on, on the other end of these messages, right? <laughs> this and creep. So he sends me this message out of nowhere, just like, hey, man, you know, like, I'd love to get together. And I'm like, oh, God, it's finally happening. They're going to kill me. Psycho. And I said to my my now wife, I was like, what do I do? And she goes, well, what does he want to do? Like he wants to get together with beers, you know, with, with beers, four beers. Uh, yeah. And, and I think it would be the four of us. And she's like, let's do it. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I was so, I was so nervous. I was so nervous when we were getting together, but I will say this, the moment that you walked into the room and sat down, Mm-hmm. I immediately had good vibes yeah. from you. Ooh, and, well, that's and, nice. Same. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was, it, we had super good time. Yeah, it was great. And yeah, I mean, there was no question. We definitely wanted to uh, have you at the wedding. It wasn't just for your sweet audio hookups. <laughs> it was definitely because you're awesome. Oh, well, thanks, man. Um, we had a great time. Your wedding was was awesome and it was uh, a good time it was yeah, a really your, good time your wife rocks too you did really well yeah she's great yeah um so anyway um mortal Kombat. uh <laughs> oh boy sure. um i mean we're all fans i think yeah we i mean we love mortal Kombat. yeah as like the like as a as an ip as the For universe sure. of mortal Kombat. i'm very happy that this movie came out because I enjoy spending time in the Mortal Kombat space. Mm. Absolutely. Steve, what's your history with Mortal Kombat? Did you, is it like a arcade game? Is it Super Nintendo, Sega, the first oh, it movie? Is, it is definitely, definitely an arcade game. I uh, I turned 40 this past January. Hey, oh, we got two 40-year-olds now. What up? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was like 
prime time Mortal Kombat when it first right. came out. We had uh, I lived in Long Island, New York, and in the Smith Haven Mall, we had a place called Time Out. And Time Out was where you went if you wanted to go and play the latest video games. And they got their hands on Mortal Kombat. And everybody was lining up to play it. I was like, what is this movie? What movie? What is this game about? And, it, you know, when you're standing there waiting to play and you're watching over the people's shoulder. And the first time that I saw somebody uppercut someone into the pit below and them go through the spikes, Pure. I fell in love. I went, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I immediately lined up. I put my quarters, you know, on top of the cabinet and I waited my turn. I chose Sub-Zero as my first character and stuck with him. I bounced around a little bit, but I stuck with him primarily. Him and Scorpion and Liu Kang was always a favorite of mine. And uh, I fell in love with Mortal Kombat so much so that I actually did a school project on it based on <laughs> really? the violence of Mortal Kombat because this was right around the time right. when I believe Tipper Gore and and uh, her party and whatnot were trying to establish some kind of an ESRB for games ratings and stuff like that. And they were, you know, uh, parental advisory on music mm-hmm. and basically yeah. going after the entertainment medium and trying to get Mortal Kombat banned of all things. And so my school project was to demonstrate the violence of Mortal Kombat and why it's okay. That's amazing. And so I had it for the Genesis and put the blood code in and just played it in front of my class on a, on a wheeled-in television from the AV department. Oh, that's and incredible. I don't remember what I got on that project, yeah. but I did not fail. Oh, there you go. That If that teacher is listening, thank you for Jeez. giving a good – that's incredible. Um, yeah. Alex, what about you? I think I remember the first time the two of us saw it. Yeah. So, I mean, very similarly, like I also just turned 40. So, uh, you know, kids of the same generation here. Um, My experience the first time was at the Masonville Mall uh, in London, Ontario. And they had a, an arcade like set up right in the mall. And it was the same thing. Like I was a little bit younger when it first came out. So, you know, like we're walking around and we go in and there's just this group of people standing around this new arcade game and you know like we'd been playing a lot of like ninja turtles and like street fighter had been out before so and that game was i think that game was like free and there was no one there and everyone was over around this other one so went over and again it was like watching over top of someone's shoulder as um you know like someone's head and spine get ripped out (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure when we Um, were there someone actually pulled off a fatality at the arcade yeah which was and it was like mind what is this yeah and and yeah it was same thing you know like you put your quarter up and you know and and i get in and i'm I'm like completely brand new i've never played it before and and i i picked scorpion just because i was like he looks badass and i got annihilated by some Mm -hmm. guy who was playing Mm -hmm. raiden um and he just kept teleporting behind me and then doing the you know the push all the way across the screen yeah so you know and i was gone and i don't know like 30 seconds and that quarter was gone and I was at the back of the line again. But so the, the best part was <laughs> that guy who played Raiden, I think, cause I was like up after you or something like that. And I'm three years younger and I was very young. He said like, Oh, you can have my turn. So he let me play on his court and it was Raiden. And I played against someone else and he leaned into me and he was just like, just hit back, back forward. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then it was just that. Oh, what, 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 and I just did that <laughs> the whole time. 
and I was that yeah. dumb, annoying kid who just, and I won the match. And then I was like, okay, you can get back into this. Cause everyone seems very mad at me for being that <laughs> cheater, basically who just did the one stupid move. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, that we got the console games too. And yeah, play them we, ad nauseum. Yeah. Like we went into, we talked about how we tricked our parents yeah. into getting the video game on a, a previous pod that we did where we, yes. we talked about the best tournaments and comic books. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about triumph and torments, the Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange story. So we, we got into a little bit of that about how we tricked mom and dad. It was like, Oh no, like it's just a, you know, it's, it's something Tim and I can play together. It's a fighting game, but you know, like it's, it's not too bad. And they got it for us. And like you said, Steve, this was before there was like any like ratings on ratings. the box. And of course the box didn't show the blood. Right. And like you said, you had to put a code in to yeah, get to it. Activate it and there's no internet, right? Like, how are you going to find this code yeah. to, to get it? Yeah. I had bought like a Nintendo power magazine or yes. something like that. And Some versions had... didn't even have it. Yeah. I think yeah. it was the super Nintendo version. I don't know if it had the blood. It didn't have the full blood. So that's the one that we had. So it didn't yeah. have the full blood. So some of the fatalities were different. Like mm-hmm. the, the Liu Kang one, I think in the, with the blood code, he would do his 360 kick and then punch your head off. And then in, yes, in the super yes. Nintendo, he would just uppercut you. You flew up on the screen and landed right completely. And yeah. I think the big one was sub zero in the blood code. One did the head rip with the spine hanging out yep. of it. And in the super Nintendo version, he just froze you and you shattered. So yeah, there were the, a couple of gnarly ones. Yeah. Scorpion had that, that hood that he took off and he burned you alive. Yeah. yeah that was, was pretty gnarly back then. Pretty rad. Um, so, okay. So I think it's safe to say that we all, have very fond memories of of the game. What about the 1994 movie, Steve? Were you a fan of that movie? I was a huge, I still am. I still am a huge fan of yeah, the 1995 I, movie. Yeah. I definitely saw that in theaters. I believe if I went into the basement, I have a book of like a bunch of movie stubs and like concert ticket stubs from at least a good seven to eight years worth of shows. And I may still have my old Mortal Kombat movie ticket. That's amazing. 1995. My mom took me to go and see it. She was always uh, always down for action movies or nice. sci-fi or comic book or whatever. Nice. And uh, it's a blast. Like it's a you know obviously it's a it's a classic. Uh, now. It holds up. I don't care. It holds. It up. does. It holds yeah. up. The music's good. It's ridiculous in every way that you want it to be. It's the game, but it's also really over the top. And yeah. uh, it's a movie that you could pop in at any time and just have a good time with. Yeah. Now, funny story about us going to see this, Alex. I assume you remember, but you and I tried to go and see this movie. Yep. We, we tried to go to a matinee and it was like the first time you and I had ever ventured out on our own. Because in 95, I was 11. <laughs> and so we like took the bus down to gallery theater to gallery to go and see it. And then, and it was a, it was a 14 plus movie and we get to the ticket booth. And then the person, the girl was like, how old are you? And then you were like, Oh, we're both 14. And then me being a sweet, innocent little boy said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so then she didn't let us in. Nope. So we had to take the bus home and then we were both upset. And then our mom said, Oh, well, I'll take you tonight. It's not, it's not going to be that violent. Is it? And we were like, no, of course no. not. No, it's not. So then they, they <laughs> took us that night to go and see it. And then I will say that to this day, that original mortal Kombat movie is the movie I have seen more than any other in my entire life. Really? hundred percent. 
Wow. We we used to rent it and, oh, and watch, watch it, it on we loop. Watch it, rewind it, go to the bathroom, watch it, rewind it, go to the bathroom, watch it. There, I remember there was weekends that we would watch that movie eight times, eight, nine times. Oh, yeah. In a week. And, weekend rest. It was ridiculous. And when we took a break, so like we had a swimming pool and because of Columbia House CDs, I absolutely had the soundtrack. <laughs> so when we took a break from watching the movie, we would go out to the pool and put the CD play, bring the CD player with us and blast Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. The neighbors must have just hated us because after oh, yeah. that, like the Goro theme, like, it's just like <laughs> some shredding metal yeah. on that soundtrack as well. Yeah, I think it was like Sepultura was on was on that one maybe or uh, Can I think Cannibal Corpse one of them the band that was playing in that movie when Sony's going to find Kano I think yeah. it's Cannibal Corpse it's anyways someone will was, correct me <laughs> it's the internet anyway. of course okay so uh, Mortal Kombat twenty yeah, so twenty one love so yeah love the ninety four version it's yeah and like you said Steve it's campy it's over the top it's overacted in the right spots and and you forgive the like some of the lack of um like martial arts yeah that that were like you know like like sonia's like bridget nielsen is that right uh well that's that's the actress yes the actress yeah. yeah so like you know she was she was an actress like a known actress at the time she wasn't a martial artist but it was fine like her fight seats were were fine for the time and and now seem like you go back and you watch them again. There's this nice nostalgia like, oh, yeah, like that's fine. You know um, what it is? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I That that, that thought I was just going to be filler. So, yeah, no, please jump in. <laughs> for me, it's it's a movie that for, for when they were making or at least trying to make game movies based on video games, whether it's Super Mario Brothers or, you know, one of the many, Double Dragon or something like mm-hmm. that. So many of those movies are afraid to embrace the source material. Yes. They're afraid to be a video game movie. They want to be like the video game, but they also want to be doing other stuff because they think that they have to cater to the mass audience and not the fans that are coming to see this specific property. The original Mortal Kombat, and very much the new one too, is that it really embraces the fandom and it embraces the lore. Well, sometimes, and uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Oh yeah. But um, the, the, the old Mortal Kombat, the Paul W.S. Anderson Mortal Kombat knew what it had and it, it did what it could do with it. It didn't shy away from it. And I like, I like movies like that, that are unafraid to just be silly and be dumb. Even if that wasn't the intention, they really leaned into it. And yeah. it's uh complete lack of cowardice on their part yeah i think that's like that's a big reason why the mcu is so successful right oh yeah for the most part they are very very accurate to the source material um you know sometimes to a fault the falcon's costume at the end of falcon and winter soldier um you don't like the costume <laughs> uh it's a little dumb um <sighs> I, it's it's completely comic book accurate and the gog the goggles are dumb when he's talking when he's goggles fighting have always been dumb totally rad yeah. but i just kind of like Wah. anyways <laughs> I, that's one of the reasons why the mcu does so well and um yeah and then all these other movies that you're talking about mario double dragon street fighter sometimes not great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um all right well let's let's dive in 
Um, spoilers. Right. Spoilers. If you have not <laughs> seen the new Mortal Kombat and you don't want anything spoiled, you can go watch it and then come back here at this point. Because from now on, we are going to talk about details from the movie. Three, two, one, boom. There's your warning. All right. Overall thoughts. Are you happy or are you angry? Because I've been hearing a lot of both. Steve, yes. you go first. Uh, I'm certainly not angry. I'm okay. definitely not angry. I am a little surprised by the movie that we ended up getting, especially given what I knew about it ahead of time. Uh, we can get into some of that in a little bit too. Yeah. But um, no, I I think the new movie is deeply flawed but just because it's flawed doesn't mean that it isn't a lot of fun excellent so yeah i i watched it on friday and i'll admit like especially when you, you like the hype factor for me for this movie was through the roof mm. i had a very very different idea of what this movie was going to be going into it and i got something that was like the thing that I saw, right? but not. And so when that happens, you know, I, for me, I tend to get a little guarded. And once I've put my guard up while watching something, it's very hard <laughs> for the show to then penetrate that guard and yep. win me over. And so I walked away from my first watch of the movie being like, that was a lot of fun. I liked it. I didn't love it, Yeah, but I liked it. And then once we decided that we were going to do this, I went back and I started watching it again today. And I got to say, like, on a second watch, knowing what to, to, to expect and knowing what the movie is and what it can offer me, I'm having a lot more fun Same. with it on a, on a second watch. I, and, yep. uh, yeah, I'm overall, I'm pleased. I do also recognize that there are some things about this movie that I just, what? were you thinking yes and we will get into those alex yeah. uh like i said at the at the top i'm very happy that this exists and it was a long time coming for something like the video game series is so popular like crazy popular super strong following so i'm almost surprised it took this long for a a film to get made yeah, this was, uh, the, was in the works for 11, uh, 11 years. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is which is wild. Yeah. There was the the short, the machinima YouTube stuff that came out. I don't remember what year that was, but I remember just like, oh my god, I forgot about that. The, I devoured those on YouTube, and I was like, oh my gosh, like we need something like this. We need an updated Mortal Kombat. So when I heard that this was like actually happening and coming out, I was very excited. Um, I had. The teaser I I, trailer was bonkers. Was great. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, the and so like so I sat down. I had high expectations, which were then sort of muted because a buddy beat me to the watch and came in hot with some hot <laughs> with some takes. <laughs> and we could talk about that. We'll like we'll shout him out in a minute. Yeah. Um, so my expectations got drastically lowered right before I started to watch. Oh, that's unfortunate. But I will say, I came out of it going, oh, that's fine. I had fun. And I can look back to parts of the film where I actually, I, re I was enjoying myself. Um, some of the fight scenes were really cool. Mm -hmm. um, 
the origin story with Sub-Zero and Scorpion right at the very start of the film, like after the first 10 minutes, I was like, this movie's going to kick ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like if this is what we're getting, this is going to be incredible. And so, then. and then it just sort of went, what? what? Why? Oh, that's, that was a choice. That was a choice to go in that direction. I don't understand times. it. Yeah. And so then, and then it, like sort of and then the very last five minutes kind of like it was very much like a round of golf for anyone out there who golfs <laughs> you you flush your first drive you feel great about golf you hate yourself for 15 holes you make one putt and you're like i love golf <laughs> and then you go home and you want and you <laughs> so want to go good. golf again this movie's like that it's very good it's a great I'm, analogy i'm gonna watch it again yeah. i'm gonna enjoy it more on the next rewatch i love mortal Kombat. And I hope they did enough to make a sequel and then a third and a fourth. And let's turn this into the new fast and the furious. I want a big old. That's the plan franchise. Uh, for the, since this is an audio only Steve held up five fingers. <laughs> That's their plan is five movies. Yeah. They're, uh, they're thinking about doing, they say that they have plans for a trilogy, but one of the actors I believe it's Joe Taslam is signed on for four more films. Hmm. So if he's now, already made this one and then they're making four more, wow. that would be five. Yeah. We're going to get to how you know that in two seconds. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Tell us your thoughts. So same. Um, I, w- I, c- I came in really excited up until when the words mortal Kombat came on the screen. I, I knew Alex, I knew you were watching it at the same time. I or you hit, we were like an hour ahead of me. Yeah. I really wanted to text you, but I was like, no, I'm not going to, because at that point I was just like, I am horny for the rest of this movie. Like Let's give, fucking go, give it to me now. This is insane. I'm so happy. Um, and then where it, <laughs> where it really kind of dipped for me mm-hmm. and I'll get into a little bit of spoiler. Like the, after like the whole coal stuff, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into all that stuff. But where I really kind of went, uh Oh, was the horrible exposition of the existence of this tournament by Sonia in front of a fucking collage with like, here's a fan service picture of night wolf. Yeah. That's Sonia exposition blade is what I was calling her. Holy Christ. Yeah. That's that right there. I was kind of like, Ah oh, shit. <laughs> Even Kane Kano gets a chance to tell his own story and he's like, Won't you tell it, love? She yeah. <laughs> just goes into another round and I'm like, All right, let's yeah. hear it, Sonia, let's go. That um, was the backstory lore dump vehicle for this movie. Oh, which so the other thing anyway, so all all that being said, um I came out of it not loving it, but not upset. I've had conversations with people today like the last couple of days and you know, there was a lot of anger from people being like, this is bullshit. I hate this movie. It's stupid. So I watched it a second time today. Um, it's, it is what it is. It's I, so my kind of analogy, what I kind of liken this to is, um, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Like I kind of feel bad for the filmmakers of this Mortal Kombat movie because it this property has been around for so long. People love it so much. I think it would be a very, very hard thing to make a movie that the majority of people are very happy with, especially when you're wanting to like service those fans, but like not only do fan service, you kind of want to 
do something your own and try something new. So I applaud them for that. Striking that balance is very difficult. Very difficult. And like that last star Wars trilogy, I think is very much the same. I came out of the, I came out of the rise of Skywalker being like, it's a fucking star Wars movie. I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, yeah, there were some choices made that I, if I was a filmmaker, I wouldn't have made, but I'm not a fucking filmmaker. (laughs) So that's the movie I got. And you know what? I, I like to come out of things more happy and like try to look at the positive and, and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And this is a fucking mortal Kombat movie. Like, exactly. like at the end of the day, like what the fuck were you expecting? Like it's a video game movie. I think it doesn't I, I, have to be. No. And I counted, I think there's 10 fatalities from the game that you, from the games that you see in this movie. And like some of them happen very early and like, <laughs> like, Sub-Zero ripping Jax's arms off. And can, I, like, can I drop a little knowledge for you? Okay, yeah, yes. So here, here's why, here's another reason why we had Steve on the show. Steve, how did you know about this five movies and the actors stuff? All right. Uh, well, I mean, that, that stuff is, is out in the wild there. Now that the movie's out, you know, everybody's doing their little pieces and they're, they're breaking up their set visit coverage into, into little articles so they can get their clicks and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's not like we don't do the same thing every now and again. But uh, no, the thing I wanted to say really quick before the other stuff is uh, that scene where Sub-Zero takes Jax's arms. If you look in the background of that, there's graffiti on the walls. And in the background, you can see the first inputs for Sub-Zero's first fatality when he rips the head off. The arrows and the button prompts are actually spray painted on the wall in the background. That's rad as hell. Oh, that's awesome. I caught a, a couple other of like not major that's an awesome easter egg um the one that i caught today which i'm embarrassed i didn't see it the first time was in like lord raiden's room Uh when kano took the medallion yep there is a fan with a whole bunch of knives on it and let me tell you something about that fan (laughs) okay that fan did not get its time in the sun in this movie because that fan has if you look at it up close and they never show it up close, it has Katana's entire family lineage actually like woven into uh, the the fan blades themselves. Oh my God. Like the actual fan that's fanned out, the pieces that, that hold it all together have like etchings of her oh, family wow. history, like hundreds of years of her bloodline uh, displayed on that. And I know that because in <laughs> November of 2019 i got a phone call not a phone call who calls anybody anymore (laughs) i got got an email from warner brothers and they said hey like do you want to come and visit the set of mortal Kombat?" and i mean obviously yes i do yeah so you changed so you changed your pants and then right so where where is this oh it's in australia it's in adelaide australia you leave on Tuesday. It was Sunday. It was Sunday oh, evening. God. And I was just, I looked at Broadway on the couch and I'm like, I think I'm going to Australia to visit the set of Mortal Kombat for work. She just for looked work. at me and she's just like, what? Yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is happening. I, uh, oh my God. It was a nightmare trying to find my passport. Anyway. Um, it's a nightmare oh my God. flight too, isn't it? Oh, dude. Okay. All right. I'll go through this really, really quick. From Toronto to California. Right. So that's about like three or four hours. Yeah. And then from California 
all the way to Australia, which was 17 hours. And then landing wherever we landed in Australia and then hopping another plane to go to Adelaide, which was another three hours. (laughs) And then you have layovers on top of that while you're waiting for your other flights. Right. Steve does not sleep on planes. (laughs) I didn't sleep for three days. (laughs) I went all the way to Australia through this set visit and back and then drove my ass home, which I should not have done from Toronto back to London. Right. All in one go. And uh, so really it wasn't actually Katana's history. It's just a hallucination that you saw that. on. But I mean, the turbulence, worst turbulence of my life and and hours of it too. But anyway, moving on. I, uh, so yeah, so I went to Australia and I, I visited the set of the movie. And so what you have to understand about this movie and talking about this movie for me personally, I was shown and I was, talked to about a very different movie than the movie that we ended up getting that I watched the other day. Mm. I left that set visit telling people that this was going to be mortal Kombat meets the raid. Oh and my God. <laughs> it was not that oh. it was not that by any stretch of the imagination. It definitely had some of the players yeah. and definitely had some of the influence in uh, the combat and stuff like that. But nothing as for as brutal as this movie thinks that it is at times, it doesn't have that speed and it doesn't have that choreography and that level of brutality. The brutality is there once. Let's be honest. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. It's but it's it's, but it's only there once. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 there, but it's not. I mean, have you seen the raid? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The raid is the raid is some serious business like Mortal Kombat for as much as they almost uh got an NC-17 rating for several times. They had to actually dumb this down and pull back a little bit because they kept getting slapped with the NC-17 and they had to scale things back. Uh, The movie was not, with the exception of like Kung Lao's fatality. Yeah. The other stuff was, was, you know, it was, it was, some of it was gross out, but it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't anything, it wasn't as extreme as the writer's, the filmmakers, the producers, and the cast have been very, very, very vocal about this movie leading up to mm-hmm. it coming out. And it's, they, I mean, they kind of had to because the window, when they decided to release it during COVID and have it simultaneously in theaters and online, they had a very, very short window. Usually you have, you know, anywhere from six months to a year right. to hype your movie. And they decided to make this move when everything was going to HBO Max or Crave or whatever, and everything was being pushed to that platform. They had a very finite amount of time to really get people psyched about this movie. And I know I I, I was there in person. I saw where this passion was coming from. I saw the way that they all respect one another. You know, the one thing that I, I, not the one thing, but one of the things I want to give this movie is how much it paid attention to the characters and their origins and finding actors that actually match those characters and their backgrounds and going the extra mile to cast the right people in the right roles. Mm. That is huge. Yeah. Especially I thought, in this, it, I thought it was cast very, very well. Yeah. And I mean, especially in this day and age where studios are trying to be very careful and they're trying to be forward thinking and they're, 
you know, trying not to piss anybody off or step on anybody's right. toes. Cause the minute you do anything, it's all over the internet and you've got a fire, you've got to put out and the whole bit. And so speaking with everybody during the set visit, I could hear the passion in, in everybody's voices about their characters, about the way that the story was coming together uh, while watching the movie. I got to like point out a whole bunch of things. Like I've been in Raiden's temple. I've walked inside it. I've <laughs> been in that, so that cool. training ground chamber yeah. where they had those fights. I've seen the body of Natara when she gets cut in half by Kung Lao's hat, the spinning blade hat. I've actually saw them take that body out in two pieces on a, like a stretcher and put it down on the ground and plop it into the middle of the thing. Uh, when Kano and Sonya are fighting and he digs his thumb into her shoulder hole, I was there while they were filming that scene. So like that scene, I'm actually there behind the camera being quiet as they're filming that. So there's oh, multiple so cool. points in this movie where I can point to it and go, I was there that day. And they filmed that well, like when Kung Lao dies, I was there. When Ludi Lin is screaming his ass off because his cousin just died. Like I've heard him scream that. 17, 19 <laughs> times before they actually got the right one. And uh, I got to hold all the weapons. I got to touch all the costumes. I got to speak to a vast majority of the cast. Uh, pretty much everybody with the exception of um, Sissy who plays Melina. And I did not get to talk to Jessica McNamee who plays uh, Sonia. But like, you know, Louis Tan, hung out with him for the entire filming process. So a lot of those scenes that he's not in, like the Sonya and Kano fight, like we're just chilling mm -hmm. on the side of the side of the temple, watching them film the stuff. Jesus. And it's great to watch them do it because it's a very personal and violent scene for these characters where Kano's digging his thumb into her shoulder. But what you don't see is that in between every take, they're laughing their asses off. Yeah. And they're joking around with each other and he's throwing her into the sand and he's picking her up and whatever. And they're just cracking up in between each take. And it was really, really cool to see that kind of chemistry going on, you know, between takes mm -hmm. and whatnot. But um, so, yeah, like I, I'll wrap up. Like what, what I was saying is like I left that set visit thinking that this was going to be something other than what it is. Right. And that is still okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, oh man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. Um, what was the coolest, was Katana's fan the coolest of the weapons they got no. to see? Or? You know that sword that uh, Sub-Zero makes? Oh, the ice with his hands, oh. that, like That ice sword yeah. with all the, the shards on it and everything? Yeah. I got to hold that thing, man. That thing is heavier than it looks. <clears throat> That's awesome. That's, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into what, uh, what do you want to do. We'll get into what we liked. Let's do that. Yeah, like, that's that was a good, I mean, that was a good story of, stuff right. that was really cool and yeah. stuff that you did really like and why you came into this, like to the viewing of this film with such like yeah. high expectations. So this yeah, this was my most anticipated movie of the year. I was really, really pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought I was going to watch something really different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So let's, <clears throat> let's talk about, let's cool, talk about worked. stuff that we liked. So what we're going to do is we're going to do round table action. So we'll do like one thing that worked for you. 
and then other we can all jump in and, and discuss if we agree but this way that it's not like because there's going to be a lot of the stuff that's the same so alex we'll start with you okay what's one thing that you really liked what worked uh, okay the setting up the the story with sub-zero and scorpion i really like the introduction to to this film and they did a an incredible job. I mean, as people who came to this from the video game, one of the most iconic things is the get over here. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got that. Uh, what are we, what are we calling that? What is that official name of his weapon? Chain other than like spear thing? chain rope spear yeah. <laughs> that he uses. Um, but it, in the, in the film, it's really cool because the spear parts actually a gardening tool that his wife had been using to like work their garden yeah. and he runs over and picks it up and quickly ties the rope on it. And then the martial arts in that scene are incredible. Mm-hmm. It sets the, it set the tone for the movie I thought I was getting. And right. there's, there's blood there, you know, like the, the spears going through, you know, like goes through a guy's head and like sticks into a tree and he's, he's yanking people around. So I really enjoyed that. And then, how badass Sub-Zero was because as good as Scorpion was, he, well, sorry, it wasn't Scorpion at this point. Um, and as good as he was, Sub-Zero comes in and like ices him. Oh, P. Like it was nothing. <laughs> so, so that's, so that's my thing. Like I came out of those first 10 okay. minutes, very excited. Cool. Uh, Steve. One thing I really, really liked about this movie was Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Liu Kang, basically, he doesn't exactly grandstand in this movie, no. but he is definitely upping the cheese factor. Yes. Whenever he's on, he's very, he's full of gestures, and he likes to talk very deliberately and very slowly and very uh, in a very stately manner, lots of respect, lots of bowing. And not only do I love Ludi Lin as a, as a person, but seeing him in this role and how just like femme and gorgeous he is as Liu Kang playing this role with his sash and his fireballs and everything. I loved his energy for me. He brought Jacked as fuck too. Dude, he has like a Holy Bruce Lee body shit. in this. Yeah. And I just, he brought a little bit of that 1995 cheese Mm -hmm. to the movie that I felt like it was taking itself a little too seriously. And then he shows up and he's in Raiden's Temple and he's just gesturing to the left, like practically, you know, oh, down this cave hallway is the bathroom, you know, third alcove on your left. And showing them the the things in the hallway, like you said, the medallion and the fan and and the the ver- the pylons or whatever it is that they've got going on in there, and I just really really loved his energy. I want to. I actually ate lunch with him the day that I was on the set, Ugh. and he was just a real warm dude. And nice. I he he brings that to the movie, and I like I just I adored him in this. It was really great. That's awesome. Nice. Um, all right. My first one is going to be uh, Kano. I thought he was awesome. Um, I thought he was so much better than the Kano in the 95 version. I mean, yeah. and, and that guy was, that guy was fine, but um, the, the comedy Josh Lawson, that's his name. I was just looking it up. Yep. He 
brought it. I thought that the energy was great. I loved the the quippy one-liners. Um, it's going to go completely in contrast <laughs> of one of my dislikes uh, later. Um, but I thought he was great. There's a moment when they're in the desert and they first meet Liu Kang and Liu Kang is talking to them about going back to Raiden's temple and he puts his hand on Kano's shoulder and Kano just looks at his hand and just goes, the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I died. I died when that happened. It was so funny. The line that really, that got me that I was like, I'm so in on this character was when after they make the whole like two, $3 million deal. Yeah. And they goes inside and he's, he's drinking a beer <clears throat> and she and Sony's like, make yourself at home. And he's like, you beer shit and you're out of it. <laughs> and Oh my God. It got me. So yeah, he was great. Um, Alex, another one. Um, I really liked the, the entry and exit. Like anytime the lightning happened with Raiden, oh, I nice. thought the way they used that was, yeah. was really cool in the transport. Like I've, so some people have been really, um, like really shitting on the CGI and like really? specifically around. Yeah. Like, and around Raiden and his eyes. And, and I was like, you know what? I, I thought, thought it was, well it was really well done with the way that they use that, the lightning that he was using. I thought it looked fantastic the way they like the way they use that. Then at the end of the film is like, Oh, you can like teleport anyone anywhere. And he was like, <laughs> yeah Mm -hmm. and then then they use that as the vehicle to then set up the that final like the final various fight scenes the Um, quote-unquote tournament that's not a tournament yeah the yeah the the non-tournament which might come up later but anyways i i really liked uh i really liked that and the way they use that cool steve i really like the costumes yeah i like the costumes a lot uh one of the things that they made a point to mention was that they wanted these costumes to look lived in, right? And so you have Scorpion and Sub-Zero or um, Hanzo. There's Hanzo, Hisashi, and Bihan. Yeah. And so they obviously continue. Scorpion shows up later in the film. And these guys have been around for hundreds of years. And that is reflected in their outfits. You know, you can see the wear and tear. You can see the way that these things might have been around for centuries and just as far as looking game accurate, like everything down to even Sonya, like as simple as her outfit is, she very, very much looked like Sonya Blade immediately. Jax looked outstanding, especially Ooh, yeah. when, you know, once his Arcanas kind of is activated. And um, I felt really bad for him for a majority of the movie. <laughs> but um, I think the costumes went a really long way. That fight uh, that you were mentioning, Alex, between scorpion and sub-zero at the end particularly scorpion in that uh when the gym's all frozen over and he kind of returns from hell he just looks outstanding everything from their their face guards to their cowls to like the armor uh like the shin armor and everything on them even the the uh the kunai kunai and chain that he uses uh as his weapon and i mean there were literally hundreds of different versions of that before they landed on the one that they chose. Uh, So they had the original one in that garden scene. And then toward the end, like I actually flipped through the book of all the different concept arts for the chains and uh, saw the process of how they whittled it down to the one that they actually used. And they said, don't be surprised if, if we get to do future movies, 
you see other versions of it because it changes throughout the games and throughout his career. So I yeah. just, I, 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 I've really gotten into like costuming and makeup in uh, the past couple of years uh, mm-hmm. since I've been working for the website and everything. And sometimes I will watch something just because I want to see the costumes and the sets. And this movie really, really delivered with the costumes. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit you with a weird one. The use of the original soundtrack when that hit, when Cole and Scorpion were fighting Sub-Zero at the end, when I not going to lie, I got amped the fuck up when that hit. I was just like, oh, shit, they brought that back in. (laughs) I wanted to yell Mortal Kombat really loud uh, when it should have been. But I was watching it at like two in the morning and I have a 10 month old child and that would have been a really bad idea. Um, but I thought, I thought that was great. Did you know that the music is how a lot of the actors ended up signing on to the film? That really? Was, uh, yeah. Simon McQuaid got the sample from Benjamin Walfish who did the score Yeah, and he sent that clip. That was actually the first thing we did when we got to the set was we sat inside of a little tent with a monitor with a bunch of like character demos of the actors, like kind of just hamming it up for the camera and they played us that remix of the theme and so instead of ha- like, I mean, of course they had their meetings and, and whatnot, but like the initial, this is why you want to sign on to this movie was him sending them the Mortal Kombat theme <laughs> that Wolfish and said, this is what we're trying to do. This will give you the vibe of the movie. And so that was the first thing they had us listen to was that song. So and it kind cool. of set the pace for the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. I thought, I thought the use of it was, was great. Um, Alex Moore. Yeah. I mean, this is like real low hanging fruit, but the use of the fatalities nice, and just how many they were able to, to squeeze in and going back to something you said uh, earlier, Steve, about leaning into the, the campiness of it was then right after a fatality, there was like fatality or flawless um, victory. Flawless, yeah. And they, they would like lineup. lean into that yeah. a little bit. Um, like when Kano ripped the heart out of, uh, oh, you said it's uh, oh, that line reads so great. Uh, well, I was going to say air quotes reptile. Um, no, that's, reptile. That's, reptile. that's reptile. That yeah. is deadly Alliance reptile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like that was really cool when Sonya finally gets her arcana unlocked and she like blasts through yeah. and you just see like the dripping the sp- the ooze spine. of the spine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, Blade or uh, Jax gets his, his head smash. And yeah, it was just, it was really, I really enjoyed those moments because that brought the nostalgia factor back all the way back to the game. And it, uh, I'm okay with a little bit of fan service in movies like this. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it really hit home. Yeah. Going with that, mm-hmm. it just kind of a little bit similar. I also really liked the use of some of the moves specifically from the games, like Sub-Zero making a nice clone of himself. Yes. Um, and like the use of like throwing the fireball and Kung Lao throwing the hats and all the teleporting and Cabal, even oh, though I have, fucking Cabal. Even though I have major issues with Cabal. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um but the teleporting was bad. The teleporting, the running, and and stuff like that, like the use of the actual, like leaning into the video game stuff in both yeah. the fatalities and just the the actual moves, I thought was really great. Yeah, hmm. Steve, another one. Um, I'm it's not going to go... be Cabal, apparently. 
Oh God. I <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Cause I have thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. All right. I already said the costumes. I also really like the sets. Yeah. Uh, in addition to like walking around them and everything, I really liked the B roll. I liked seeing, cause they, they filmed in Australia and Australia is where they filmed it. One of the, one of these places where, you travel in any direction for a certain amount of time and you can be in somewhere that just looks completely different, you know, from the wooded area that they had in the beginning of the movie to the desert scenes or even the look of Outworld yeah. and how yeah. washed out it was, but also how gorgeous and pic- uh, picturesque it yeah. was when they were doing like those wide pan shots with all the the desert grounds and the the mountains and everything, yeah, like Melina's Melina's intro to the movie when she's walking, yeah, in Outworlds was gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff I thought was really shot. I really liked the I liked the overall look of the movie. Yeah, you know, I liked the lighting. I liked the, the cinematography of it. I thought was really cool. I thought the effects, for as much as they did have some uh cgi effects a lot of this stuff was practical mm-hmm. like more so than you would think like everything from reptiles pumping heart to you know i mentioned kano digging into sonia's shoulder and having that hole there and him just kind of squelching his thumb into it and everything i am a huge practical effects person that's how yeah. i was raised by my dad to recognize special effects and appreciate it for what they are and that's a lot of why horror movies were always a part of my upbringing. And I love seeing a return to that in a day and age where it's cheaper and easier to do digital, but they chose not to, they chose to do physical. And I think that that really, really lent to the authenticity of some of the scenes, you know, when you're in that, that wooded garden sequence with that first fight between Bihan and Hanzo and he takes the kunai and he just jabs it right into his shoulder. Yeah. And he's like, you know, ripping it up and pulling it out. And you see the bloodied uh, rope that's ha- that's hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so visceral and so brutal. And I really, really appreciate that they went there. You yeah. know, like they actually lost track of how many gallons of blood that they'd used for the movie. They had them rolled in by the barrel and eventually <laughs> stopped counting. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah good for them um all right what's one more for me shit we covered a lot of bases i was gonna say we covered a lot we could just move on because i think most of the most of the good stuff is has been gone so then i will go first with stuff that didn't work (laughs) let's transition (laughs) uh and i'm just gonna go right for it uh cabal what the fuck it's he was diet coke kano um, the, like the character, it's just, it made no sense for him to be wisecracking like Kano was when they already had that character archetype there who we all knew. I mean, we all knew most people knew that he was going to turn bad anyways. Right. So why have another one there? Also, why is he in the iron lung suit? Please tell me something. Is he human? How, if he's human, how does he work in for Outworld all of a sudden? Like, just, just there was just no explanation to how he knew Kano. Kano put him in that thing, and he's cracking wise, and I just didn't work. I think 
I mean, okay. Cabal was definitely one of my favorite characters to play in the game. Mortal Kombat 3, hell yes. Yeah. He ruled. Yeah, especially with his teleport and his hook swords and yeah. everything. Yeah. I will admit, though, I he, I don't know anything about his character. Eventually, when the games were coming out, I stopped paying attention Same. to all the individual character backstories. Even the ones that I liked, I just stopped caring. So, but with that said... Cabal has always been one of the coolest looking Mortal Kombat characters and definitely one of the ones where like you see him in the roster and you just go, whoa, like hook swords and teleportation moves. I got to play as this is like the flash with with swords. Like who doesn't want to do that? When he opened his mouth in this movie, in my head, I just went, what the fuck? Yeah, that's Cabal. Yeah. He That's shouldn't have your spoken. version like of he, Cabal? Yeah, yeah. He he should not speak. What like happened? Just, it, yeah. I, I don't know why they decided to go in that direction. It, it was it was so strange. Yeah. You're right. Like it would have been better if he didn't like they could have Kano could have said something to let the audience know that he knew Cabal without Cabal having to open his mouth. Right, like it would have been more mysterious. It would have been darker. It would yep. have again. But then it's like, but then someone know. else has to. T- like, I get it. It's yeah. like it's the MacGuffin of like, how do you get Kano to yeah. break bad? Right, like I get that part, yeah. but it's just like there, uh, there are other ways to do it. He have Shang been, soon talk to he him. He could have been silent Darth Vader in this movie, though, yes. just standing there. Yeah, you know, like we don't need to know. I mean, it'd be interesting to know why he's in there. I mean, his body's all burned up. Like you see it in his arms and everything. So maybe Kano, like, I don't know, sacrificed him in a blast or something. They had a mission together for yeah. all I know. Cause he said, he's the reason why I'm in this iron lung, but it yeah. just not enough time to go into these characters, backstories. You just have to kind of take it on its face and it doesn't make for an interesting character. It just makes a cool looking character with cool powers. And that's what he's there to do. That's fine. Yeah. But, but it just didn't work for me. I just couldn't stand his voice. I was yeah. so surprised. That was not the voice I expected to come out of him. Yeah. He, he was this movie's version of the Knights of Ren. If oh, yeah. the Knights of Ren talked, <laughs> they look awesome. <laughs> They've got crazy weapons. And, and we know nothing about them and they get smoked immediately. Yeah. Like um, that. That's a good point. Uh, Alex, so, what didn't work for you? Just what Steve said. They were trying to do too much. They like there's if you know the plan is five films, you don't need to set everything up in film one. And if you want Cole, like I I get it. We're bringing a new character in because, you know, you want to tell an origin because story of, of reasons. Some, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean well, you we'll need get, a you need that character that's going to be there for the newcomers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need your your character to follow into the tournament, or at least they think you that you do. Yeah. You know, this um, is where that striking that balance comes into yeah. play. Yeah. So you wanna, you know, you wanna tell a, a new story and and that's and that's fine. So you introduce that, and then you've got Jackson Sonia who, you know, were special forces and now aren't because they found some secrets somewhere at some point and they're playing their version of a beautiful mind in a trailer and with yarn attached on the wall. And that was, you know, a whole other thing. And then, 
Um, you've got the backstory with the Lin Kuei and the uh, Shin Ryu with that whole thing in the, in the introduction, which if you don't know the backstory, you don't really know why like Sub-Zero speaking Wait, Chinese yes. and then Japanese and he's going back and forth and, you know, um, Anyways, there's that whole thing. It just, there was a lot. And then Shang Tsung comes in with, I don't care about the tournament. I'm just going to take out all the fighters and we don't need to worry about it because no one's going to stop me anyways because no one cares. And it was just, yeah. there was a lot. And they, yeah. I don't think it needed to tell all these stories right now. Hmm. Yes. I. So I had a conversation with someone about this too. And it was knowing that there's five movies helps a little bit. Well, mm. plan. Yeah, because when I was talking to him, it was I was just like, they should have. I mean, again, getting money to make movies is tough. This cost fifty million dollars. Getting two hundred and fifty million dollars to make movies probably isn't easy. And again, I didn't make it, so I shouldn't shit on it. However, I'm going to in a little for a second. (laughs) Do it like the MCU. Movie one, the Lin Kuei and the Shinri Scorpion and Sub Zero Origins. Perfect. Movie two, the rise of Shang Tsung. How does he become what he is? Awesome. Uh, three, the elder gods, maybe give us some backstory of the elder gods or, and then the order of light. Give me Liu Kang and Kung Lao's backstory. And then you close it with a blade and Briggs movie, which is them figuring out this whole tournament thing. And then you've got, then it's, the, it's the whole backstory. And then the Avengers, like yeah build it i mean but again that's like 10 years and way long and it's crazy and that plan is and there's absurd. also there's no guarantees that you're gonna I know. be able to do yeah. that oh no 100 percent. which is why i'm like i'm fine with how it is like this <laughs> um like in a dream world that would be fucking dope as hell is oh yeah yeah they yeah could build I, it like that you know if if more if more studios went by the marvel method yeah i think we would we would be in much better shape for some of these you know, multi-sequel ideas that people have. Yeah. You know, they have at least the first three movies of this mapped out. Uh, I think there, I saw Greg Russo, who I believe is one of the writers on the movie, saying that he's he's taking a lot of the criticisms to heart and, you know, learning a lot about what to do mm. next time. <clears throat> and it's kind of like, no offense, but like, I don't know if the same people should be in charge next time. Right. Like I can appreciate that you have a plan, but when you're, when your base is a not happy wonky at best, yeah. Um, maybe you're not the people to lead the charge on this thing. Yeah. There's no so, shame in pivoting. What's that? <laughs> There's no shame in, in having a pivot. No. You know, after the first one. And, and I mean, I think it did enough. Like it, there, the pieces and the elements are here to make a franchise. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like the, the hardcore fans and even, even people that just enjoy like fighting movies or action movies, like there's enough here. Everyone loves a good, a good team up fight movie. So like there's enough here to make the next one. But you're right. It doesn't mean that you have to have the same captain of the ship yeah. necessarily. No, certainly um, not. Yeah. Uh, Steve hit me with another one. All right. Can I, can I, can I just rip the bandaid off? Can I do my big one here? Yeah, yeah, please. All right, here we go. 
listen, listen to me now. Okay, I'm gonna children. Uh, yeah, cuddle up, cuddle snuggle, up, snuggle, snuggle up. We're gonna snuggle talk up to Uncle Steve. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um, foresight and <sighs> and making making a plan and maybe doing a little bit better to stick to it. Okay, so we know from Sonia Exposition Blade, or rather, I'm sorry, from Shang Tsung, there have been nine Mortal Kombat tournaments so far <laughs> that Outworld has won. They've won all nine. But it's the 10th one that matters most because in this hierarchy of the realms, if they win 10, then that means that the borders are broken and that Outworld can invade Earthrealm and take it over and make it dark and make it dreary and kill everybody and enslave them and whatever. And that's really, 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 really bad. Okay. So as terrible as that is, if you're Raiden, if you're Lord Raiden and you're like the captain of the other team, the team that's supposed to save the realms, maybe, just maybe, you gather your people more than five friggin' days before this shit's supposed to go down, mm -hmm. and you train them. You train them night and day. You don't wait until they everything is you. coming to a head to get them all together. What? were you doing if yeah. you knew that everything was on the line and this was coming real soon i mean like oh i didn't plan on on shang sung cheating really <laughs> really 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 like after nine tournaments you don't think this guy's gonna come after you for the Especially last because there's there's like a throwaway line that shang soon puts out of like we haven't won nine tournaments by playing by the rules right like so and clearly you know he cheats here's <laughs> yeah. the other thing here's part two to this okay when Cole and Kano and Sonya and Liu Kang and Kung Lao are all gathered in front of Raiden and Raiden's kind of like surveying them and he's like, oh, this one doesn't even have a mark. This one's a, you know, unprofessional wise ass. I don't even know who this other guy is, even though he's blood related to, you know, he's the great, 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 great grandson of, of uh, the Hanzo. best ninja ever. Right. And then, but he looks at them and he practically, and I know I'm paraphrasing here, but he's just like, forget it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You yeah. all suck. I don't want to be bothered. Fuck it. I'm done. This is over. The world is dead. And it's Cole. And well, maybe not right away, but like, it's them that are like, no, like we got to do this. We got to go into that ring. You got to train us. We got to save the world. I want to save my family. Yeah. In what Mortal Kombat movie is Raiden not apathetic? Is he right. apathetic? Yeah. yeah. Right. It, when is when is when is he not driving them to do their things? When is he not trying to unlock their arcanas, but he leaves it to Liu Kang and Kung Lao? Yeah. With yeah. days left. How, what have you been doing this whole time? How how long is it in between tournaments? It's, it's gotta a, be it's a generation, yeah. I think, right? Is it a, it's once a generation? I think. Okay. I don't know. So I mean it's it's not a every it's not like it's every year like we're not talking once a year this happens it's multiple years so what the hell have you been doing raiden yeah I, what is what is what has luke hang been doing he comes like, you know walking out of the sun and he's like oh, <laughs> oh i've been you. searching for you really dude because it looks to me like you've been hanging out in raiden's temple eating uh food and then they found you yeah and, and you raiden basically just showed them the front door yeah, Raiden can teleport anyone anywhere 
at any time at any time yeah. and like why wasn't Liu kang i don't know training with cole back in his mma days like from youth you yeah. know prepping him for this if you know that he's the bloodline you yeah. know because I, I assume that was the, the point prophecy. of the whole point of his story was he is of the blood and he's the prophecy right because i can't the believe how much that- of that they gave away in the trailer I really couldn't when he's looking into the mirror and he gets that flash of Hanzo. Yes. And a friend and I uh, were talking about it and they called it like so like months ago. And I said, yeah, like, you know, it's a possibility. I didn't know. I really, I honestly didn't know. They wouldn't tell us, but um, yeah, I just, I really do enjoy this movie and I like this movie a lot. I just, when yeah. you really think about the setup for the tournament that never happens, it is, you have to, hard ignore those that hole in order to really just keep going with this movie because I sat there thinking to myself how how did this pass like how did you how did you turn this in as a as a screenplay and for them to go yeah that works no it doesn't It's, it really you know, doesn't. You know what yeah. we're going to do? We are going to bring Mortal Kombat back to the big screen. Oh, cool. I love the tournament. We're not going to have a tournament. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to do that. That's, that's movie. That's movie three. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be movie three. We all know that. Um, yeah, I agree. The other, the other thing that was weird to me, which is a similar a screenplay script thing, um, and it's, again, goes back to Sonya Exposition Blade, um, which is the best name ever, by the way. That's fantastic. Um, so a lovely person. Oh yeah. Um, I honestly think that if you came into this movie, not being a hardcore fan and not knowing the lore, it makes no sense to you because they do not explain. They don't explain how often does the tournament happen. Nope. What What do you mean? Is another realm? It's her exposition is just like we've been doing research and there's all the fighters have to do a fight and it's called mortal Kombat. And then Cole was like, Oh, you spelled it wrong, but they don't explain it. They like, there's zero X. Like if I showed my wife, the movie, she would just be like, why are they fighting? What is this? Who is this wizard in outworld? Like they don't do this. They don't explain. Yeah. Where's that? It just seems like it's on the outskirts of Raiden's temple. If this is a, if this is a setup movie for other movies, the setup part, I just, I don't think they set it up properly. Like they just don't, I don't know. No, I agree with that. That was my, that was my major plot script problem. I was just like, you're not explaining what the fuck, why do I care? Why should I care? I mean, obviously other than there's big monsters uh, with a big hammer, who's going to come and, squish me but yeah well and i said this to tim um like right before we got going before you joined us here steve and it's another marvel thing when you i was expecting like marvel's captain america first avenger and they kind of jumped right to age of ultron (laughs) where there was just like all this stuff was happening and it was like wait what now there's these things called infinity stones. I, I don't understand. I, and it just seems like they, yeah, they're assuming the audience knows what's yeah. up where I'm kind of like, this is the first movie in 30 years, guys. I think you should really strip it back and give me more of a why. Yeah. It's uh, it all goes back to, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but it's totally true that striking the balance for, you know, newcomers and yeah. for fans, you, 
want to build a movie where the people that know the property and know the characters and know the lore don't have to sit through a bunch of exposition to get to where they want to be. So you kind of want to fast track that stuff, but you also risk having like the meat for like the, you have the bones of something, but not the meat for how that tournament works, why they're all there. What does like we, the one thing that we didn't get to see is we didn't get to see Shang Tsung's army. Like he talks about an invasion and he talks about, you know, they talk about Outworld coming to take over. We saw like when you 40 get Molina, people. Yeah, like Molina's <laughs> intro, you know, you saw kind of these characters, these cloaked characters kind of milling about in the, the sands and stuff. But that can't be his army because <laughs> they don't, well, they look like a stiff wind would blow them over. Like they're yeah. not bestial, they're not anything. And so, I mean, maybe I'm underestimating them. I don't know. But um, yeah, it just, it seemed weird that there was all these consequences to this tournament and to this place that was never felt like it was properly framed yeah, for yeah. the audience. Yeah. It's the whole, like, it's the same issue that comic books have, right? And it's that old Stan Lee quote of like, when you write a comic book, you have to imagine that that is the first comic book that this breeder has ever picked up, right? It's like, that was, that was Stan's writing thing. He was just like at any point, this could be someone's first comic. So at the first page, we need to have a little bit of exposition to explain. That's why when you pick up Spider-Man comics, a lot of them at the start are like Peter Parker, a mild mannered teenager was bitten by a radioactive bug and now has the powers of a spider. So like you need some of that, right? but it, it is, it's hard. It's a hard balance, obviously. And, um, but yeah, I just, they did not stick that landing for me. Okay. Can, can I jump in here? So the existential no. dread that we were supposed to feel, the flip side of that is the caring about Cole and his family. Yeah. And I just never quite got there. Um, yeah. I liked, I mean, again, I like the idea of having a, a new character that we can like follow into this tournament as like we can follow them on their journey and their rise. And I like the hero arc and I like the prophesized, you know, Luke becoming the Jedi or Harry becoming the, Oh damn, we did Harry Potter again. Shoot. Uh, People have been complaining too much. Harry Potter. One guy complained. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I enjoy that, but I didn't, I never got to the point where I really cared that he was trying to protect his family. Um, Can I, can I make a counter to that? Sure. I don't want it. I don't care about a new character at all. <laughs> I don't like, I don't, I like, I spent the entire movie expecting him to turn into Scorpion that like, not that he was another person. And then Scorpion was going to show up as a fucking fire ghost, have an awesome fight and then disappear again. And then it's like, but he leaves it with like, take care of my bloodline. You freed me. So like, obviously he's going to come back. Cause people would lose their fucking mind if Scorpion never came back. But I was just like, you're leaving this movie. Like, Hey, you freed me. So he's gone now. So there's no more Scorpion, but like, no, of course not. But like I was, I, I thought that's where that was going. I thought that he was going to become Scorpion. Not I have, a that, sh- that would, that would be his sh- arcana unlock. Yes. That's yes. his level up. Yes. That- can I, can I put the fear in you for just a moment? Oh God. Please. For as much as, as you don't seem to care for Cole, 
Well, it's Cole's movie. I know that. What if he ends up winning the tournament when all these movies are said and done? Oh, he will. Yeah, he <sighs> will. He's going he's gonna to be the Liu Kang of the original ones, right? Where it was all Liu Kang-centered. It's all going to be Cole. Say it ain't so... And his special his power is he can kind of like he can take punches. He has a magical Magic friendship shirt. bracelet. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is <laughs> that daughter made. Yeah. That was cool. around his chest uh-huh. and he has like black Tonfas. Panther armor. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's, but it does like, does it Use shoot? Use your uppercut. Well, that's Ugh. the thing. Okay. So does we kept getting back? that, but we kept getting the user uppercut and that was like his move when he was a fighter. Uh-huh. But then that's not his move when he's fighting now. Now he's got these no, weird I mean, he, bladed tonfas. He used it once. He uppercutted Goro and cut his lip. That's a good true. finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, he got these cool tonfas that yep. I'm not sure why, because he's yeah, that was weird. not a weapons guy. He's a martial artist, but or like, you know, a UFC fighter. I was expecting his like superpower to be an amazing like Street Fighter 2. I don't know can do, do yeah. like yeah. way up into the air uppercut. Um, so that was, I don't know. That was just sort of that's, that's meh for me on the arcana. I mean, but, but mortal combat is definitely in the later games. They introduce weapons yeah, as a, yeah. as a feature. And so I think that they were trying to mix that up a little bit in where, you know, scorpion and sub zero, they had like sub zero had his ice sword, And even Hanzo had a sword at one point uh, in addition to his kunai. And so I think this was just a matter of them giving, you know, another character a weapon. And I would imagine, I don't know if it'll be for Mortal Kombat 11, but whenever 12 drops. Oh, he's going to be in there. Yeah, they, they will probably include him in the game. And they probably just have... You know, you always have to be thinking about the future with these things, especially yeah. if you plan on making sequels. Yeah. And they probably want him to have some kind of a default weapon so that they don't have to introduce it later in the games and then introduce it into the movie and explain how they got how he got them. Yeah. He just has them from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong, like they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like he slices a slices a hand off and like and that looked that looked really badass. And- yeah, it was cool that they were different. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the same Tomfa on each arm. That one, one of them was like bladed and the other one was a little bit more traditional. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> just take a breath. I'm just trying to think like, oh, what else well, did I like? The, <laughs> like for me, like the pacing, it just felt like it was, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. What are we doing? Wait, there's not going to be a tournament? And then the end. But then, and, oh, wait, there is going to be a tournament because he says like, oh, they want a tournament. Let's take the tournament to them, okay. but it's not a tournament. <laughs> See, that's where the movie kind of fell apart for me <sighs> in where they decide to take the fight to them after Cole, you know, awakens and has his whole, we need to go and kick ass. The I have a big problem with bad transitions in movies when you don't tell me how we got from point A to point B, when all of a sudden we're just there doing the thing and you don't show me how we got there, you can tell me that Raiden used his teleportation lightning powers to bring them there. But it felt like Cole made his decision to fight. And then for the next 10 to 15 minutes, we were being treated to, you know, 
pairings of these characters, Liu Kang getting his revenge on Gabal and so on and so forth. But that jump from the decision to fight being made into the fights actually happening was so completely jarring for me and was still very jarring even on a second watch that we went from kind of one tone, like we went from the end of the second act immediately into the middle of the third act. Like there wasn't even a ramp up. It was just all of a sudden you're there doing it. And maybe that's to save on time. Maybe they thought that would be more engaging, but I just, I, I, I found it was like, somebody like reached in front you're you're in the passenger seat and somebody reaches around you and grabs the little lever and pulls it <laughs> up and all of a sudden you fly back in the car just whoa what the hell man that's what i felt i felt like i got whiplash when all of a sudden they were all fighting each other and i was just like wait what yeah I did, did i fall asleep? did i black out yeah and some of those fights were mad short the the jacks yeah. rico or rico uh, fight? general rico Th- that fight was like 30 seconds dude that guy is huge. oh i can imagine i can imagine. i bet his yeah. family was visiting the set that day so i met his wife i met his kids and he was wearing platforms on top of being as tall and as brutish as he is and he was sitting down when when we ran into him at the the lunch table and he got up to greet his family and I swear to God, it was like a apartment building being erected right in front of me. It was just awesome. Very, That's very so sweet rad. guy as well. He was he yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Everybody was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I found that fight was like, oh, he's got a giant hammer. Oh, but Jax has new arms. So I'm going to catch it, break it, and then smash your face. Can I just say I love one another thing that I loved was that Jax's Arcana move was to was to grow was to magical arms, grow better arms, like arms. mecha arms. <laughs> yeah. Like that's Tony his Stark thing. arms. Oh my God. I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, I'm going to do one more thing that I loved. I, th- I actually thought that Shang Soon stealing Kung Lao's soul looked awesome as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Kung Lao got did dirty in this movie. I thought I was, I was bummed that he died, but I have a feeling that he'll be back. I fucking hope so. He definitely comes back in the games as like an outworld dark version. Same thing with, with Liu Kang. You know, that's the thing about Mortal Kombat is that Shang Tsung can always bring people back. And they don't yeah. they don't talk about that at all in this movie whatsoever. There's one throw so I was looking for that because there's one throwaway line, which is where I think where if I'm gonna put my prediction hat on. Um, right at the end when him and Raiden are having their square off, he actually says like, Oh, you think this is over? Like death is just a step in the journey. Mm-hmm. And then at that point you see sub zero, um, disappear into the black smoke. But I think in number two, he's coming back as smoke. I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I thought smoke was in this movie from the, uh, from the previews, but it was actually a shot that they never used. Mm. Uh, but it looked an awful lot like either smoke or noob cybot, but I was like, they're not no. going to get that far into the war to include that in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, yeah, I think, I think B Han's coming back as smoke and that makes me excited. Awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, I think any character, they might not bring every, like they might not bring Natara back. What a waste that was. 
I, uh, but I would not be surprised if like Kano comes back. I think that we'll get Johnny Cage in two. Yeah. And then maybe they'll bring Kano back for the third one. Right. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's do not really predictions, but like, what are you wanting to see? And we can start rapping because we've been we've been going yeah. for a while. Right. Um, who do you want to see? Like, what characters do you want to see them bring in? Oh, uh, Alex, why don't you go first? I was always a big Cyrax. Yeah, uh, you were gonna say Cyrax yes. Sector. I knew it. Se- like, yes, I love those characters. And in if Mortal Kombat Three, you played Cyrax and I played Sector. It was yeah. like we were always those two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I would really like to to see them get included as you know like some pretty awesome like generals from the from Outworld. So I think that would be really badass. On the on the the hero side, um I I hope they cast Johnny Cage well. Mm. Um I think they like, will. Like very very much like, you know, Kano took up the space of the wisecracker in this movie and i like we still need that in these movies so i'm just hoping that johnny cage fills that void in two they won't do it but give me ryan reynolds as johnny cage (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) deadpool as johnny cage fuck yeah i would be all for it uh steve who do you want to see oh boy that's a tough one i mean Um, other than melina and her awesome fan. Well, Kata- sorry, was a, sorry, Katana Kata- and her fan. I was a huge fan of Katana. That was actually, that was going to be my first answer, but um, I'm a big, I want to see, I want to see the female characters of Mortal Kombat yeah. uh, get more play. It would be nice if they could also actually have a conversation with one another <laughs> and not just talk to the dudes all the time. That would be nice. But uh, what about mocap? No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, <laughs> Let me see. I think that uh, who am I looking for here? There's somebody that I have in mind. I'm sorry that I'm waffling. Oh, Just, there's somebody that I want to see. Uh, what is her name? Baraka would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Baraka, Baraka would, be, would cool. be neat. They would have to do the the Baraka army. But uh, nah, damn it. There's this like this bug woman. What the hell is her name? Um, I yeah. Why don't you, I'll find her name. Why don't you go, uh, sure. Tim? I would love Nightwolf. I would like, I would love to see Nightwolf in this. I hope they do not bring Striker in. I think that would be <laughs> lame as shit. Uh, just having a New York City cop. Um, Nightwolf's uh, like his moves were awesome. He just looked so game. fucking kick ass. And I think he was three, right? He might've been yeah. two, might've been World Combat two. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I thought that his look was so awesome with his like spectral hatchet and yeah. the bow and arrow and shit. Like I just thought it so rad. Um, I'm with you on the sector and Cyrax thing. Um, I was, I thought that Sindel was always a cool, bad character and mortal Kombat annihilation was such a bag of shit that <laughs> she looked horrible that I would love to see a, a redux on Sindel. Nice. I'm going to go with Devora. Devora is, she is a species of colonial insects that bond together to form humanoid bodies. I'm on board. She is, she is gnarly, man. She is so gnarly. Mm, and I would love to see the effects 
on that, especially the close-up shots if they decide yeah. to do like half practical, half CGI. And I would like for her to actually be a character in the movie with multiple scenes and not just a, a henchwoman. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I think you could do a lot with that character if you want to, like you could even have a scene where they're standing around and all of a sudden there's a bunch of bugs at their feet or they start swatting them away and they're like, what the hell is that? And they just come up from the ground and start climbing all over each other to form up. And all of a sudden she's just there and her pincers come out and start stabbing people. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Give me that. Right. I, got, I got one other one, but it's mostly just because of the fatality that he had in Mortal Kombat 4, I think, is Quan Chi, who's like oh, a sorcerer. Yeah. And yeah. he's he had, in my opinion, the best fatality of all time was when he ripped your leg off and just beat you to death with it. <laughs> I always thought well, that was right. the funniest thing ever because afterwards it would just say like fatality and he was still just pounding still on going you. just oh my gosh it just it killed me so yeah it's funny I'm, I'm looking at all the mortal Kombat characters on my second screen over here and yeah. there are so many that i don't know oh yeah like Tons. some fujin i don't know fujin there's a whole oh, bunch scarlet looks really cool fujin is i think the wind god hmm aid's a great character i'd like to see her as well yeah this is so that's the thing. There's a lot. Yeah. Ashra? Who is Ashra? I don't know about that one. He, anyway, I just there were, keep naming them. Yeah, and there were like yeah. descendants of characters and the like that came in in the later later on. Like there's Goro's kid. Oh, uh, Motaro. Motaro. Oh yeah, the Minotaur. and then uh, Kintaro, the the Kint, tiger Kintaro. version. Yeah, Shiva. Yeah, uh, Aaron Black, the the cowboy character. Oh right, the dark wanderer character. Yeah, there's a lot. So they could go in some yeah. cool places. Um, yeah. Shiva. All right. Well, let's we'll start wrapping up. Um, I the think all of us are that, kind of on the same page. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the one thing that we had talked about doing was just to bring this back to our whiskey base here a little bit was what character would drink what whiskey? Yeah. I had this. all you guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had this. I had this thought, Alex, of like. So let's, pr- let's pretend that it's more of a civilized tournament and it's an actual yeah. tournament. And before the tournament, they have like a banquet and, and the cousins, <laughs> exactly. And it's, and it's customary to bring a drink. Yeah. Um, I had wanted to do like everybody, but I just did not have time to go through it. So I only picked one, but okay. You, I have, I have two. You got two. Yeah. I'll so go I've first got, then. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I got one. Um, so sub zero. <laughs> Yeah. Um would would be, he would drink Lefroig 10 um because it's chill filtered. Um <laughs> nice. and it's smoky and that goes along with my theory that he is going to turn into smoke. <laughs> I, just, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um so I had I had one for Johnny Cage and I figured he would drop the $80,000 to buy the Bowmore Austin Martin. Oh fuck, of course he would. Um That's bottle. Great. And just crack it and just like just pour out shots to everybody so that everyone and and he wouldn't appreciate it like he would shoot it like it's a shooter that's funny and and not appreciate that he's drinking an eighty thousand dollar whiskey i like it um and then for for scorpion mm. i figured he would be drinking an ard bag and then i went with the scorch because which is just coming out 
It's uh, this year's facial release, yeah, but it's a whiskey festival. So it's aged in extra charred barrels. Oh, so like a little bit of extra fiery uh, presence there for Scorpion. Nice. We'll so, yeah. do, we'll, we'll put some more thought and effort into this and we'll, <laughs> we'll do another special where we'll like, we'll pick like the first game, like Mortal Kombat, yeah, the yeah. original Mortal Kombat game. And we'll, we'll pair each character with a yeah. full whiskey. There you go. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, final thoughts on Mortal Kombat 2021. Can I just say that if Kano went to that party, he would show up with a cooler of Foster's. Oh, fuck and yeah. it's all just for him. Yeah, yeah. he wouldn't share it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was gonna say he would. He would like my thought for him is like he would just have like Jameson or Jim Beam, and he would just down the whole bottle and tell you to go fuck yourself. A big flask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Okay, so I think we're kind of all on the same page. It's not the best movie ever. It was disappointing. I'm happy it happened but we're happy it exists. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's disappointing. I think, I think it's, it's not the movie that I expected, but I still had a lot of fun. And the one thing that I keep coming back to that I keep hearing from some people is it's a mortal combat movie. Exactly. That's exactly it. Turn your brain off, have a good time and just appreciate the spectacle and the idea that in this day and age, with everything that's going on in the world, we still got something that for an hour and 40 minutes was able to take our minds off of everything else going on and just have a big dumb time with a very diverse cast and a lot of cool characters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Any last thoughts for you there, Alex? No, that was perfectly said. Let's, yeah. I want to, I want to end on that thought. That was perfect. Well, Thank Hey, you. we got it. Last thing we do end on those plugs. Steve, where can people find you? Do you want people to find you? No. Slide into your DMs creepily like I do? That's why I, that's why I moved <laughs> to Canada, man, to get out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, no, if, uh, I, can, I can do a little plug if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I am at dead underscore anchoress on Twitter and on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs and maybe when all this shit's over, if you want to <laughs> meet for a beer down at the Moho, we could do that. Oh, uh, the Moho. <laughs> Thoroughly looking forward to seeing you and to oh, meeting seriously. your daughter and actually yeah, chilling out. Yeah. It would be very nice to meet you as well, Alex. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Go yeah. listen to Talking Comics, everybody. Yeah. Every uh, every Wednesday at uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time, we drop a new episode of the Talking Comics podcast. We have our 500th episode coming up uh, in just a little while. Yeah. A couple of weeks away. And uh, we're going to try to put something special together for that. And uh, yeah, Monday through Friday in the afternoons, if you want to see me uh, talk about new lots, see me. If you want to read my writing about movie news and whatnot, uh, joeblow.com there you go. is where I, where I work and hang out during the day. I'll have links in the description of the podcast so you can click on them. But uh, awesome. seriously, Talking Comics Rules, it's like a weekly roundup of like what has come out um you are your show is hands down responsible for my favorite book of all time death vigil um yes i dude you want to talk about death vigil you should have bronwyn on the show okay if she wants to where we will be doing death vigil because both i I sent it to alex too and i read it 
if you want to keep her in mind she goes bananas and if you wanted to have i probably shouldn't say this on the air but i will uh (laughs) if you wanted to have special guests for that show maybe the creators Oh, I might I be able to make that happen. New Stapon, don't you? I know, not not a brag, but I know a lot of people. <laughs> not to yeah, flex, but I know a lot of people. I do. I know a lot of people. That's true. Some people well, are very, very cool about jumping onto shows, and we might be able to get something. If you if give me enough notice, we might be able to get yeah. something going. Yeah, I mean, we've we've reached out to some. We've got some other uh, cool creators. Like we're trying to set up. Well, I mean, we'll just put, spill the beans on this one here. We're trying to get uh, Wando, the artist yes! of Dark Arc. Dude, oh, did you read um, Bad Reception? No, not yet. You have to read Bad Reception. Right. It's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Dark Arc is fucking incredible. Yes, it is. It's um, very, very cool. And I legit, like, we we posted, I um, I bought I, I bought two pages of his artwork. I saw that. Yeah. And he responded, like, he liked it. And so I shot him a a message. I was like, Oh my God, thanks. And he was like, Hey, thank you for the support. It's really great. And I said, do you want to come on our podcast? And he was like, fuck yeah, I'm in Japan. So, uh, <laughs> time's going to be kind of weird, but I was like, whenever works for you, if we have to wake up at three in the morning to record, who cares? We will we'll do make it. it work. So we're setting that up with him and we've got some other people, but yes, we will lean on you for that. So, um, thank you for coming on and thank you for doing your show. Cause your show's awesome. Oh, well, thank you and, very much. I really appreciate that. And thank you for inviting me on. This was amazing. And I, I really, I, from one podcaster to another, you guys are doing some really amazing work. I have uh, listened to several episodes since you started and right out of the gate, you are, you are doing some really cool stuff. And thank you for making me your first guest. I am honored. Woo. Oh, oh, thanks so funny. much, Steve. Cool. Well, um, yeah, everybody, as always at the whiskey geeks, there is an E in whiskey. Um, this isn't on YouTube, so you check the description. We'll have all our links there, but, uh, everyone, do you want to yell mortal Kombat as we go out or what? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On a, on a count of three, on a count of finish him. Oh, so cool. All right. Thanks guys. Uh,